Well, today we'll look at the wash-up from the Fed. How have markets responded 24 hours from their latest meeting? And the Bank of England has met, joining the back of the queue, it seems, when it comes to cuts. Well, behind the US and Europe anyway. Plus the numbers, euro area inflation, US ISM, and to come, home loans for Australia and non-farm payrolls for the United States. And some earnings results you might be interested in as well. It's Friday, it's the 2nd of February, 2024. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, a small fall in the US dollar today. It's down 0.2% on the DXY with a half percent rise in the euro and the pound, whilst the Aussie dollar up ever so slightly, just a bit above 65.7 US cents now. It was down to 65.1 in the middle of the session. UK 10-year gilts are down five basis points after the Bank of England. US 10-year treasuries also down five, uh, much more than that earlier. Five years also got down to 3.75% overnight, back uh, up away from that now. But that is the Lowest it's been since June last year. No movement yesterday in Aussie 10 years, but they finished the day just over 4%. Now almost five basis points lower than that on futures overnight. So the general trend uh, trend in yields is down, that's for sure. The stock market in the US clearly back on the rise, rising more to the close, which has now happened, with 1.3% added to the Nasdaq, one and a quarter for the S&P, pushing over 4,900, and 1% for the Dow. The Russell 2000 is at 1.4% as well. Shares down slightly in Europe though. The Eurostox 50 down 0.2%. A bit more for the DAX, a bit less for the FTSE 100. And we've got earnings results for Apple, Amazon and Meta. Well, Amazon 4Q net sales beat estimates 169.96 billion against estimates of 166 Uh, So they've given themselves a 14% year-on-year increase in revenue. Meta revenue of uh, $40.1 against estimates of $39 And they are paying dividends for the first time. So they are sharing the love. Well, not totally sharing the love, because they are also announcing a $50 billion uh, buyback. We're still waiting for Apple earnings, which are too late for this podcast, uh, rather sadly. We can only wait so long. And oil, well, that seems to be alternating a bit day-to-day this week. Today... Uh, it's alternating throughout the day. Not so long ago, WTI was over 1%. Now it's down 2.6%. Brent also moved from being 1% up to minus 2.2%, below 79 a barrel now. There was news around a supposed ceasefire in Gaza that added to the volatility. Uh, then it was discovered that that wasn't the case. So oil a bit all over the place is the news, really. So we've had the follow-through from the Fed yesterday, also the Bank of England. We've had the ISM in the US. Uh, we've had euro area in inflation. We've got Australia's home loans and US non-farm payrolls to come. So let's cover it all off with NAB's Gavin Friend in London. Let's start with the Bank of England, Gavin. A bit of a a mixed board, wasn't it? Six voting to keep rates unchanged, two wanting them to rise, one wanting them to fall. Uh, We've got the full range of opinions there, haven't we? But uh, moving in the right direction, according to Andrew Bailey. But that's as far as he's prepared to to go at this stage. (laughs) Morning, Phil. Yeah, I think that... uh you know that we had we had thought that maybe Swati Dingra, she's the lone dove on the MPC, might actually pull. You know, go for a cut, and she in fact did. What we didn't expect at the same time was that uh, at least two, uh, mm. Catherine Mann and Jonathan Haskell, would still be voting for a hike even at this stage. I mean, Catherine Catherine Mann has got form on this, but uh, you, you'd have thought that uh, the way that inflation has been has been behaving the way that it's going to turn out over the next few months as the bank's new forecasts make clear um 
and you know just the underlying stuff that the, that's going through the UK economy that, that they would yeah. that, that would, Why would you do any it? hikes would you know any thoughts of hikes would be extinguished by now but it it, it, it you know it wasn't to be um I, I would say though that you know that probably gives the wrong impression you know if you look at what the bank also did outside of its forecast and we'll talk about that in a second i mean it you know in its final paragraph um it's basically removed any references to um the idea that it's going to continue raising rates you know it's um diluted a sentence on 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 rates needing to be sufficiently restrictive for us for sufficiently long time um now it's it's a much more simple sentence and everything is tilted towards the downside the mm. bank you know i mean a point that we've been making and others have for a, a few months now is that if you look at the inflation profile, the headline at least, um, outside of what we're going to get uh, in in the next print for January, which comes out on the 17th of Feb, where base effects go into reverse, there's a slight uptick in inflation, probably you know north of 4%. After that, you've got a period of months where there's some really sizable dropouts of the base effect, as we're seeing in Europe as well, actually. And so you know the, the bank has acknowledged that today. Now, as listeners will probably know, the bank um, gives us two inflation paths, one based on unchanged rates and one based on the market curve. And of course, the market curve has got some pretty steep rate cuts built into 100, it. 100 basis yeah, and so, basis and so those year. inflation paths are quite different, but they've both got this um, dive down to 2% or 1.9% or so. Um, in the spring of this year, second quarter of this year, a point that, you know, I've just made. But then, you know, depending on which path you take, if you go on the uh, market curve, the bank thinks that inflation is then going to move back up again at the back end of this right. year to nearly 3%, 2 and 3 quarters, 2.8%. So and, the market it actually gonna, and it's actually going to come back down again until late 26. Right. So that's the bank saying, listen to us, you've all got it wrong. So are well, they listening to them? No, because it isn't going to move rates so quickly. And if you mm-hmm. take the unchanged market curve, it, it comes below the 2% target in the spring, only, only then just nips back above to 2.2. I mean, it's, you know, it's a bit semantics, isn't it, sort of thing. So, so we think the pathway is somewhere in between. Um, mm. And again, it's going to come against the backdrop of couple of things one the ecb the 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 fed by this point will probably be cutting anyway um so that's going to give it some some push uh and you know um the bank's forecasts you know they haven't been great you know i mean even as late as the last forecast in november they thought that services inflation would average about to 6.9 percent it's already at 6.3 6.4 so they're running it slightly behind you know um yeah. wages as we saw from the dmp panel today are starting to roll over a little bit further they're a lagging indicator they'll continue to do that so by the time we get to the summer you know you, you'd be saying well how much you know if you haven't done you know our view has been that they won't actually cut rates until August, so the market's right. almost there in May, certainly there by June. So the, I mean, that's after, the risk after the you, Fed, after the ECB, they're going to be the, the last. Absolute, and you're not going to get 100 basis. Obviously, you're not going to get 100 basis points. You'd be lucky to get two in in that case, wouldn't you? By the well, end if you started in May, you might do. But if you start in August, mm. no. You, you, you know, our forecast is for 75 basis right. points. So, so we're in August. We're, we're, we're quite happy with that today. After 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 what we've heard from the Bank of England, but it. Um, mm. It, you know, it, 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 it you know it it could be that when you get to 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 May, new inflation forecasts then allow them to go as early as as, as June. Yeah. 
you know, it's 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 going to be around there. But it's uh, they, they need it, in a way. They sound a bit like the Fed, of course. You know, which well, uh, much like in the terms Fed, of they yeah. just want more information. More, they exactly. like what they're seeing and hearing. But we want more. But of they're it. so frightened of getting it wrong. Yeah. They 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 worry about you know the goods inflation that's dragged things and down. wages as well. Is Andrew Bailey was forever. saying wages are still too high, and people should exercise wage restraint, which uh, always makes him very, very well, they popular. They are too high, but they're, 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 as I've just said, they're a lagging indicator. They're running at sort of six to seven percent. That is too high. Mm. But if you've got inflation in two or three months at 2% and it stays down around that sort of area, give or take, where are wages going to be at the end of the year? Um, you know, so but 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 the common theme for these central banks is is that the goods inflation and the base effects that have been dragging this down probably aren't gonna deliver the punch that they have been doing for much longer. And then you're left with an environment where, hey, if the cost of living is coming down, if energy prices are a little bit softer, if there are rate cuts, that's going to help aggregate demand. And what does that do to that sticky services inflation? They worry about that. And if if it was up to them, they'd like to just just do nothing for the rest of the year, I think. That's not going to be an option. No, absolutely. And what would it do to the economy if they did? So look, the yeah. uh, the let's let's look at the wash up from the Fed because uh, that was maybe a little less dovish than anticipated. Uh, a March cut now seems very unlikely, and yet we're seeing falls in bond yields. Stocks are back on track. So how has that changed the, the pricing for cuts in the United States? Here we are, twenty four hours later. Yeah, it's still about the same, about eight or nine basis points for March. Um, it's all priced now for for May. You know, you see a number of uh, of uh, sell side banks uh, pushing out their forecasts to May. That makes perfect sense. But I mean, you wouldn't, you can't. Uh, the market eight or nine basis points is about a third of the way there. That seems perfectly reasonable. They're not taking it right off the table because hey, we've got six weeks. We've got two CPI reports, one core PCE report, and two non farm payment reports including the one today, um, which yeah. can all change the picture. Now, if we were to get 100,000, say, prints in non-farm payrolls today, you're going to see that pricing move back towards you know, 15, maybe towards 20 over the period. And then we'll be going into things like CPI. And you know, to, to, to Fed Chair Powell's point, um, it's, they are data. They are data dependent, and that's wh- and that's where we are. Yeah. So, so ISM manufacturing, there was a positive sign, wasn't it? The it's gone from forty seven point one to forty nine point one when uh, it was wasn't expected to increase at all. I think so. Mm. Uh, the good news: lots of new orders. That's what's pushed mm. it up. The bad news: a, a big rise in manufacturing prices. Yeah. Uh, so there was a two point uh, blip in the headline, as you say, and. Um, it is encouraging that new orders are picking up, uh, prices paid. That may well reflect um, higher commodity prices that we're seeing at the moment. I, I suspect that's probably the reason. But then again, you've got that employment measure at 47.1 unchanged ahead of non-farm payrolls today. So you know, the market is looking at all of these things. I would say just say more broadly that the ISM manufacturing, I mean, it's only, what, 10, 11% of the, of the US economy, but it's, it, packs, it packs a bigger punch um, or above its weight. And it does corroborate what we're seeing in other measures of manufacturing activity in Europe and around the world, that, that, that although it's still in contraction, it does seem to be improving and coming off the bottom and you know, we're past the worst, yeah. but it's a slow burn recovery. Well, 49.1, getting very close to 50 now, aren't they? So yeah. uh, also we had the initial jobless claims. We won't spend any time on that. It was 215,000 a couple of weeks ago to 224,000 last week. So it's up. The, yeah. the, the four-week average has gone from 202,000 to almost 200. And now to the highest uh, since November. Yeah. And, and you 
you you you could add into that that the challenger layoffs that we're seeing suggests that we're going to get you know further upward moves on on jobless claims as we go over the next months it won't be a straight line of course yeah. but you know that's the trend if you like well maybe we should talk about non-farm payrolls now because i mean that is uh, tomorrow morning australia time um we've learned to ignore the adp numbers lately haven't we i mean their revised methodology doesn't seem to be wrapping too well to the bureau of labor statistic numbers but let's see what it does the, i mean the adp numbers did show new jobs falling from 158,000 to 107,000 mm. so that is uh, quite a big drop yeah i mean it's you know it's its its ability to forecast on for payrolls its track is not good on that but to your point the last three the last three reports have actually been pretty good um but again you know we 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 treat that with caution i mean it'll be what it'll be won't it and um you know the market uh, is got a pretty simplistic look at, at this i think you know as i said 100,000 or so uh, new non-farm jobs the market's going to start to price in maybe that march is not such an outside bet we need more data um likewise if you were to get something around about 175,000 you're going to see the markets go yeah fair chair power when when he says you know, it's unlikely to be uh, a March cut. It sounds about right. Of course, we'll be looking at the unemployment rate, but nobody really expects that to go anywhere at the moment or not game change for this for, for, for the current period. And then it's um, it's 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 back to uh, it's back to average average earnings, isn't it? Yeah. And all, Just stubbornly always, sticking in the fours, isn't it? It would be nice to see it get below four. Well, it would be. And it would join, of course, you know, what we got uh, yesterday in the employment cost index, which was, you know, a nice a nice decline across the board in, in, in wages, compensation, benefits and those kinds of things to lower than what the, the consensus was looking for on the Fed. Um, and also today's um, numbers on... Um, Unit labour costs, you know, they were softer than expected. Mm. So, which which all up meant the productivity, um, you know, is surpassed the upside. All right, euro area inflation. I mean, prices did come down a bit in January, so the headline rate is down month on month, but only because, of course, December was up so much on November. So it's not a straight path, is it? But the core mm. rate was a bit of a disappointment, wasn't it? Down year on year from three point four percent to three point three percent. It was expected to fall to 3.2%, so it's a little mm. higher than anticipated, but is yeah. it close enough not to make too much difference? Well, I, you know, I think going into this, we were we were a little bit surprised that the market had such a, a low forecast for these numbers. And, and I think the point we said is, you know, there's a bit of noise going on here at the moment. You, you look at what the ECB has been saying. They've expected the same kind of noise. <clears throat> Fast forward to next month, a month down the road, and you're going to get three months at least of quite sizable dropouts of the uh, of the annual rate and you know like in the UK we're going to have inflation coming down towards target maybe through it i think that's the big picture now of course mm. markets you, i say this markets typically today they need to see it you know they need to see it before they react you know they can they can they can have the consensus forecast but they really need to see it and that's that's the nature of the market at the moment that you know it can't absorb an awful lot of information at once and it needs to you know, it, it bites off as it goes along you know and when when we get that new piece of information then it'll react massive differences of course aren't there across the eu so italy's you know the headline rates down to 0.8 yeah. percent that must be you know they're still lumbered with those same high interest rates which must be a bit politically awkward you would have thought domestically within in italy but anyway it is what it is and up in the baltics it's uh it's yeah. still pretty high so but it's a one-size-fits-all mm. as we know and uh you know that's, that's what the they have. <laughs> 
Now, uh, today, well, non-farm payrolls, the Michigan Consumer Sentiment Survey for January. This is the final version, though, isn't it? Is that often revised? Up? Yeah, no, indeed. We, 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 know what we, we know what we know from the preliminary. And, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, uh, just a bit of contrast, I suppose, compare and contrast between that and what we saw from the uh, conference board earlier in the week, you know, where things were surging up on the back of, mm. you know, sh- uh, equity price gains and, uh, you know, those kinds of things. And we've got Australia's home loans out this morning for December and uh, the breakout of the investment lending number. That'll be interesting. But look, if you want the full chapter and verse on the Australian property market, uh, the weekend edition out later today, Eliza Owen, who is brilliant from CoreLogic, who's got this encyclopedic knowledge of what's going on, where and why. So 20 minutes of housing talk this afternoon. I bet you can hardly wait. So uh, we'll join you again for that but for now Gavin thank you cheers Phil and that's it for me I'm Phil Dobby for NAB see you soon